It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening, and thank you for joining the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And it's Friday, which means we have another Fandom Friday segment coming at you. Mr. Kyle Sullivan will be coming back uh, for a third time, I believe, on the show. And like I said, we're going to get to that Joe Sackick interview that he gave to Sports Social, if I can remember the name correctly. Uh, Some pretty good information that he had in that interview podcast that they run over there um, at the Altitude Network. Um, So first things first, we're also going to get to uh, if they pick because the NFL draft is going on. And I know that's a big deal across the board uh, and, and the Broncos, although this is an Avalanche show, definitely go to Locked On Broncos that Cody hosts because he is going to cover whoever the Broncos pick uh, from soup to nuts. So definitely get over there and check that out. Uh, But if they do pick by the time I'm done recording here, um, I'll I'll give them a grade because grades seem to be like what everybody has to do after uh, after drafts. It's really the only way to say if a team has done well or has done poorly is just through grading. So if they pick one guy in particular, they will get an A+. Other than that, straight Fs across the board. I kid. Kind of. So first things first, follow the show on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. Follow on Instagram, Locked on Avalanche, and send your questions, comments, concerns, opinions. Send me who you think the Broncos should have selected if you're a Broncos fan. Uh, no, this is not turning into Locked On Broncos. That is handled by Cody, and he does a phenomenal job. Please go check it out. But the NFL draft is huge, so I'd be remiss if I didn't at least make a comment, a, a quick, they did well or they did poor. Uh, if they do pick, I don't know, these drafts seem to go forever, and they might trade down, so who knows. Uh, or they might trade up. They might be picking right now for all I know. Uh, so we are going to jump in right into things because it's a loaded show. So uh, let's get to the Fandom Friday segment and our good friend Kyle. My name is Paul Stewart, a third-generation Irishman from Dorchester, Mass. I made it to the NHL as both a player and a referee. I was even elected to the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. When I was skating, I had my share of lumps and bumps. I gave a few back, too. As a stand-up old-school guy, I've always been hesitant to try fads, but recently I became a big fan of a company called Easy Feeling Wellness. A hockey buddy sent me 1,000 milligrams of intensive relief rub. Easy Feeling markets a line of natural plant-based hemp extract products, including gummies, soft gels with melatonin, and tinctures. Their motto is to enjoy every day, which all of us banged-up baby boomers and old skaters can relate to. Easy Feeling products are non-addictive. They don't get you high, and they're perfectly legal. Give Easy Feeling a try by going to easyfeelingwellness.com. They will even give you 20% off your first order by using my special code, P 
PS20. Easy feeling wellness. Enjoy every day. Don't Luca now, but the Los Angeles Clippers might be in trouble. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Dallas Mavericks forward Luka Doncic dropped a triple-double and an overtime buzzer-beating three-pointer to tie their series with the Los Angeles Clippers. You have to listen to Locked On Mavericks today for a very hype Nick Angstad. To the NFL, where 77 positive COVID tests from 11 teams were re-examined by a New Jersey lab. All of those tests have now come back negative. For the latest on the NFL's quest to return, subscribe to Locked On NFL and the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show. And finally, Sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter that Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson missed two training camp practices due to a groin injury. Listen to Locked On Ravens for the latest on the reigning MVP and why the team released Earl Thomas. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so here we go, Fan of Friday segment. And once again, Mr. Kyle Sullivan is back on the show for the third time which you uh you now have the record of uh you know the the fan that has been on the most so congratulations to that kyle um random friday hat trick exactly (laughs) (laughs) natural hat trick right um my question to you is before we 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 hit the record button we were talking about the draft and uh you had said that the quarterback from alabama uh, the Tua, and I can never pronounce his name correctly, his last name correctly. You probably can, right? Tua Tungabailoa. There you go. You said he, his family lives five minutes from where you live. So yeah. that is the perfect opportunity for like a wedding crashers type of thing. Why are you not there and and doing this show? You're doing this show instead of not being there. Explain that one to me, man. Very easy. I'm an Auburn fan, and he played for Alabama. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that got shut down really quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's It's great and everything. I'm glad he's getting drafted, but yeah. yeah. Or maybe that's all the more reason to go crash the party. <laughs> yeah, right? so he's no longer affiliated with Alabama. I guess I could extend a – well, I can't six feet away. I could just wave at him. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Keep your distance. Um, exactly. And and the other thing I want to throw by you is there's a very good possibility that my cat will show up at my back door because he likes to go on these adventures uh, for like hours at a time and come back at like random times. So if you hear me jump up and go get the door, it's because my cat has come back to where he lives. <laughs> well, tell hello to the cat for me. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, man. So. Uh, I guess the the main thing to discuss here is uh, how are you holding up with with no hockey? I know you you are. I mean, we talk a lot uh, just yeah. through the week, and you are you just want some sort of hockey in your life. You will watch anything that's on professional, minor leagues, old school games. Um, how are you holding up without? here and now hockey and just relying on uh, the past really to get you through? Well, it's, it, I've been through lockout years before. Um, those have been a little bit easier. The sudden um, hitting of the brakes in the middle of such a great campaign that we had going on, that's been 
a difficult adjustment. I've done no hockey before. I've done the lockout in years, but this is different. We had so many great storylines, so many um, great campaigns from each player. Um, we had a lot of good things going on this year. It's just been difficult. There's been a lot of um, looking back on the team and how we've been performing and where the other teams are. It's just, like I said, I've been kind of filling my time with old tape and old storylines and whatever I can, but it's just the sudden stop of the season has been the hardest adjustment yeah. from going at a hundred miles an hour to literally nothing and everybody going home. That's been, that's been rough. Yeah. I mean, the end was in sight for the, the, the regular season anyway. And like you said, just to uh, not pump the brakes. I mean, it was a, it was a anti-lock brake system that just kind of <laughs> put the, the system, uh, the, the season on hold um and you're right it is different than just a lockout lockout you know there'll be an end to it probably sooner rather than later um but this is just like i i hate looking up articles on whether it's the commissioner or a gm or a player talking about the season because it's all the same it's all we don't know and it's all just a guess in their own feeling so it's just like Nobody's giving you any like uh, like hard evidence of when uh, this this season might return, if at all. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating. And you were talking about uh, you watched what? Explain that thing that you watched on uh, Twitch that the Avalanche put out. You were just talking to me about that too. Yes, um, uh, Altitude and the Avalanche put out last night on Twitch um, their own Wednesday night hockey. Um, deal it was avalanche versus detroit on nhl 20 with um national anthem being sung from his home that's great in arena announcer from his home commentating on the game with peter McNabb and mark moser live commentating the nhl 20 game on twitch <laughs> and it was this is just how bad I've been missing hockey. It's just good to hear their voices again. <laughs> and uh, the spoiler alert, we did win that game. I was going to ask. Um, okay. We did win that game, but hearing the um, in arena, the avalanche goal scored, just hearing that again. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's just the things I'm clinging to in this time of quarantine, <laughs> but it was a fantastic production. Um, I think cool. it is now available on YouTube, and I think it will run you about 42, 43 minutes. But it is a, it's a good watch, especially if you're sitting at home like me, missing Avalanche hockey. Um, it, it's a good watch. And what was the final score? Six to three. Okay. All right. So it was a Correct. pretty dominant. Yeah. Dominant we, uh, first period, they played from behind. Burakowski ended up with two goals. McCarr was... Um, he had a couple of assists. EJ laid out some good hits. Um, Nemestikov had a goal. My boy Kadri had a goal. All right. It was a good game. It was a good game. <laughs> awesome. And you think they might do that again? Um, it depends. I mean, they got a lot of buzz off of it. Um, and I really don't know what else is going on. I don't see what Yeah, right. Doing. I mean, what, what else are they going to do? So exactly. that seems cool. All right. And uh, I would assume, you you know, if it's it, – it, they have posted stuff like that on Twitter uh, if and when they do that again. So um, yeah, if you're not following the avalanche and why aren't you 
um, on social media, definitely do that. So um, I want to get your thoughts on just what you think is going to happen. Do, do you think this season will come back? Will it be uh, just the playoffs? Will it be a shortened playoffs? Will it be anything at all? So what's kind of your gut feeling on where we're headed? I think we will. The season's coming back. And I, this, I'm, I say it almost like it's an absolute, but I believe that they're going to try and finish up just these last little bit of games and kind of treat it as just a pseudo training camp. Just let them finish it out and play the playoffs and push the regular season back just a little bit. Because what I'm hearing out of Bettman and the owners meeting um, that they had on Sunday, I believe it was that they're looking at locations. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, they're talking like immediate locations with low positive cases. And if this was something that they were not thinking about even continuing on with the season or shutting it down altogether, this is something they wouldn't be really exploring. Um, they're, they're really, Bettman from the get go has been, said he wanted to crown a Stanley Cup champion and he is doing everything he possibly can to get it going. I think at the um, detriment to next year, but he is going to finish out this year. Uh, you, what, what do you say? The season you're talking about. You're, you're talking about going to finish out yes. the regular season. Okay. Yes, he, he's going to finish. He's going to just um, start it back up, let it finish out, let the playoffs finish out. I don't think he's really going to tweak anything. I think he's just going to push next season and the deadlines and when we start up everything. I think he's just going to push that back. Do you think that uh, I I feel like they are going to uh, cross every single bridge possible to get this season in? I agree with. I think they are going to wait until the absolute last minute to say we're canceling everything. They're they're not going to do that preemptively. Uh, and, and they are going to exhaust every option uh, before that happens. Um, do you think that if they don't have, if they can't get a regular season in the right, the rest of the regular season in that they will then just say, all right, we're not going to do the rest of the season. Cause I think you're right. I think they, they, that, I mean, what was left in the season was like I said, you know, before 10 to 12 games per team. That is, you know, a perfect amount to to get teams back into game mode and get their legs. So do you think if that doesn't happen, if they can't get a regular season in, they will forego the entire season? Because you don't want guys getting their legs back for the first round of a playoff. That just doesn't seem fair to me. Honestly, I really see it on through Bettman's eyes on the finishing out of the season as just a trial run of logistics, if -hmm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Just getting everybody back, getting their legs back. He really doesn't care about the outcome. He just really just wants those games finished. It's going to be empty arena. NBA has already said that they're going to have empty arenas until there's a vaccine for this Mm COVID-19. So everybody just get used to empty arena sporting events because that's going to be the new normal for a while. And I think – that's what this is going to be. It's just empty arena. 
Everybody play their games in the arena, and he's going to monitor how that plays out, if anything spikes, if there's any issues, and if everything goes without any problems, playoffs go on, just normal. Mm-hmm. And they'll crown the champion and clean up the rest. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I hope. I hope. And uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I, they haven't even said anything like a, a, a deadline date. Like, if we don't have an answer by X date, then we're just canceling. See, they haven't even said that. So that's why I think they are just biting their tongue uh, until the very last moment uh, and getting it, getting the, the rest of the season in uh, come hell or high water. Now, when it comes to avalanche specific things, what, what made you just like throw your head back and say, man, I wish they finished the season because I wanted to see this happen or that happen. What's the one thing that you missed out on uh, that was taken away? Nate McKinnon hitting the 100 points. Um, I wanted to see Kale McCarr. I want to see how he finished out the season. I wanted all the games to go as is, like I mentioned before, for Detroit to go down in the history books as the worst team in (laughs) NHL history and wipe our our name off the book. But those three storylines, exactly. And I would really like to see Nemestikov with a little bit more time with the team. Yeah, uh, he was really ratcheting it up towards the before we stopped, and now we got a really healthy team. So, so see him with a healthy Avalanche team. Yeah, that's just and, it, and it's also twofold because these are bargaining chips when it comes to free agency. So if we're not going to use them, other people can also see these guys for either trades or free agency. So I would like to see everything play out in that regard as well. But right, the right. three main storylines, of course. Yeah, I, I agree with the, definitely the McKinnon just hitting the the century mark. Just obviously because he hasn't yet, you'd like to see that happen. Just as a personal accomplishment for him. Um, that I, I was looking forward. I mean, we were on a crash course to that last game of the season against yes. St. Louis. Um, and you know that that was just shaping up to be uh, a showdown. Definitely miss that. Do you do you think talking about Nemetsnikov? Do you what do you think they're gonna do with him? I think they're gonna try to sign him, but I I haven't really heard you know where his head is at or where his heart is at on you know if he if he had talked before the trade deadline of where he wanted to go or where he'd like to sign. I haven't really followed up on him personally, but um, I think you're right. I'd like to see him come back um, and really add to this team. And maybe, maybe that, you know, he's gone from a horrible team to a competing team. He might hang around. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I, I, that's one of the things I really wanted the season to finish out. Cause I, it'd be a disservice to judge the Mestikoff to this point, especially cause the way things were playing out, we were two points away from St. Louis and, Bennington was starting to slip in St. Louis. And that gap that seemed insurmountable at certain times in the season, we were gaining ground. We were about to be best in the West. Mm-hmm. And, I, and seeing the Mestikoff fitting into someone playing catch-up to get to that first would tell some like key indicators on if this is something we want to stick with or how much value could we get out of this. It's I've, it'd be a disservice to, from trade deadline to 
when we stopped right. to summarize his play, but it was definitely on an uptick. Yeah, definitely was. Absolutely. That'd be interesting. Especially I mean, I, from where he was in Ottawa. From right. where he was in Ottawa, he was at a plateau. And when he came over with us, it's something about our system that he just clicked. Yeah. And I mentioned to you before, um, his speed was something to keep an eye on. And it was one of his, it was, it fit really well on his line. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be one of those interesting things to see. Now I did, uh, the show that I did on Wednesday, I went through that survey that the, the athletic did. Um, and one of the questions was about Zadorov. My take on him is that they're, I think they're just going to be like, we tried and he just doesn't fit the bed in our system. And I think my feeling is they're going to move on from him. You have any feelings on where Zadorov is going to be? It would break my heart, but yeah, I, I, I honestly think Big Z um, is playing his way out of Colorado. Yeah. Um, Bednar has never had a problem with players that he just can't really mold. He has no problem letting them go. Right, right. And he's given them chance after chance, and he's performed, but one out of one good game every two weeks is not enough. And when you become a liability, Bednar really has nothing to do with that. And I really think, as much as I love him, I think he's played playing his last days in Colorado. I agree too. That that's pretty much where um, um, my mind is with uh, with Zadorov. It's going to be sad to see him go if he does go, but um, there's so many guys ready to pick up the slack. Uh, from what he offers, and maybe even then some from some of the prospects that they have coming up on the defensive side. So um, a couple more from that survey. Now, I I put Sam Girard as winning the cage match. And you, I think, who did you say could could win it? I think it was Adoroff, was not it not? Not Kadri. Oh, Kadri, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 definitely. Oh, hang on. Yeah. I think my cat is back. Hold on. I told you he's coming back. I told you. (laughs) The cat is saved. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Now now he's going to be a pain in the butt the rest of the show. So you'll probably hear him in the background. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, he was out for like eight hours today. I had to go on an adventure, I reckon. He's crazy. <laughs> so anyway, where do we leave off? You were talking about Kadri, right? Yes, Nazem Kadri. Win- winning the uh, the cage match. Yes. Uh, okay. You mentioned in your survey, yeah. It, well, well, uh, you mentioned Donsko. Donskoy was your your favorite Avalanche player currently yeah. on the roster. Currently, yeah. Well, Kadri did take up for Donskoy in the Ranger game. And and that was one of the best moments of the season, if you ask me. Exactly. I mean, of of all the great things the Avalanche did this year, uh, that was a moment where I was like standing up and just applauding in my living room. (laughs) It was like I was (laughs) there. Uh, That that was great. Uh, Yeah. No, Kadri's a good pick. Um, The last question on that I, I thought was 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 an interesting one about the uniforms. Like, should they change their color scheme? Should they change their logo? Should they change the jersey? And my take was, don't touch the color scheme. I love the color scheme. 
I was on the fence about the logo because I really like the logo, but I'm not against it if it's a good looking logo. And I'm always up for a jersey change. I, I like when teams kind of change up jersey looks after a while. So you have any take on any of those three? Oh, changing up any of those for permanent would I'm it would upset me. Mm-hmm. I've, You're like a purist, I've, right? You like I, what, I what is there as as you like. I, I just it's the colors, the burgundy and blue, like the logo is really what got me to be an Avalanche fan when they unveiled it. Um, that yeah. logo was just, I mean, when you're calling yourself the Avalanche, that is the logo you want. Like that is, it's not goofy. It's not cheesy. It's, it's good. It's a good logo. And we've changed shoulder crests through the years from the, from the foot to the sea yeah. to the, the flag of Colorado. Um, like we can alter those. That's not going to break my heart, but just don't mess with the colors and the logo. But I've honestly, I've always wanted them to have some sort of Jersey with a little bit of a throwback to the days in Quebec. Yeah. Um, that Florida Lee, um, blue and white Jersey. I always liked. Yeah. And I, I've always wanted another alternate to, I was hoping our stadium series Jersey this year would look like that so the alvin and the chipmunks jersey but um <laughs> like i was hoping we'd have the quebec look but if we had to go in a different route if we could pay homage to quebec i wouldn't be opposed to that yeah that would be cool and i think a lot of people would like to see that um but that's the cool thing about uh hockey is is you can get that third jersey in and kind of go crazy with that you know what i mean you don't you don't have to touch what the day in and day out look is and if you want to throw a little flair in there do it in the third jersey and change that up every once in a while so yeah that's uh i i don't i don't i haven't heard or have seen anything that they're going to change anything i think it was just a question on you know fans are always like some fans love change uh some fans hate change when it comes to the jersey um, and the colors and some franchises are all about changing colors you know, every couple of years and some franchises are like, we're not touching it. Um, yeah. And it seems, you can, it seems uh, like, yeah, but you, like you said, most of the, the changes have been minor here and there, like the shoulder patches and, and like the piping and stuff like that. But for the most part, it, it's been that, that a, uh, since they landed in Denver and doesn't seem like it's going to change anytime soon. And I'm completely fine with that. Yeah. There's, you could go online and there's YouTube videos of like NHL, team's logos um, from beginning to now and I would tell you about 80% it's just a color change their yeah. logos stay primarily the same um, yeah. there are a couple that just rebrand but it's it's typically the same all the way through some are pushing 100 years on these logos it's just <laughs> one of those things they don't really change no and you know I live in New York and you know like New York Yankees uh you know, don't bet the house on them ever changing anything about that logo in the universe. You know, that that's one of those franchises that is not touching uh, a logo. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, all right, Kyle. Uh, anything else you got? I mean, I know we're, we're kind of just in limbo here, but um, anything else you want to throw out there before we, we call it a night? Um, just keep yourself safe. Everybody do your part. We'll get through this together and we'll actually have hockey to 
bicker about when this is all done. That's right. Yeah. We always have something to complain about and we can't complain about hockey right now. So we have to find something else to complain about. So yeah, I haven't but, heard anybody complain about Bednar in a while. <laughs> you're right, man. Yeah, which is nice. God, the guy gets a break for once in his life. God, right? That's a good yeah, point. he's enjoying it. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Well, again, thank you for coming on. Always rely on you. And, uh, yeah, appreciate it, man. It's always an honor. All right. Be right back. All right. So guess what this means? This means... We are going to have to put the Joe Sackick interview on the back burner yet again. I promise you it is not going to be an ongoing bit where I keep pushing this thing back and back. But uh, things happen in the midst of scheduling these things and interviews. And uh, when the conversation is good, you keep it going. And I don't want this show to be too long. um, And we got to keep it under a certain amount of time anyway. So... Uh, why not? I mean, it's content that I'll have for Monday, and I promise 100% the Joe Sackick interview will be there on Monday. But that is going to be it for this week. Hope you guys had a good week. Hope you have a good weekend. Once again, stay safe out there. Keep your distance, and maybe we'll get some updated news next week. Who knows? Not anticipating it right away, but uh, anything we can get. Obviously, we'll bring that to you guys. And also, very uh, excited and A++ for the Denver Broncos pick. That's the guy that I wanted them to get, Jerry Judy, wide receiver from Alabama. Uh, He was my one and only guy that I was hoping they would get. Thought they'd trade up for him. They stood pat, took him at 15. If you want more detailed info on that, definitely go check check out Cody at Lockdown Broncos because he's absolutely going to be breaking that down uh, for tomorrow's show and the entirety of the draft. Um, So, yeah, good job, Broncos, on the way back to the Super Bowl next year, calling it right now. Can you imagine that? Stanley Cup and Super Bowl could happen. Could happen in the same season. That would be fantastic for Denver sport fans. So, uh, maybe. That's That's a dream. Could happen nobody knows so that's gonna be it for today and this week like i said have a good weekend stay safe joe sackick will be here technically through some other interview but we're gonna have it here for you guys on monday promise here's jovi go abs go